Lena is here today to share her remarkable journey as part of the Overseas Youth English Teaching Volunteer Service Program. This program brings together young volunteers from English-speaking countries to teach English in rural areas all over Taiwan. Welcome to the Daily Pursuit Podcast, where I'll dive into the depth of personal growth, inspiration, and even complaints, all through the lens of my everyday activities. I'm your host, Jean Kristen. Let's get into this. In today's episode, we have a very special guest joining us all the way from New York. She's my niece, Lena. She's here in Taiwan for the summer for an English teaching volunteer service program. She's a high school student at Rosalind High School in New York, and this summer break, she decided to take part in this three-week teaching program. The volunteer program she participated is called the Overseas Youth English Teaching Volunteer Service Program, or called OCAC. They taught English at rural areas all over Taiwan, and they hope to gain a better understanding of Taiwan through volunteering. The program also encourages teens whose native language is English to provide English learning services to elementary schools in rural areas during the summer vacation. Hey, Lena. Welcome to my podcast. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks you just, for having me. Yeah. So I know you just came back from the program and I know you learned a lot. I just wanted to ask you some questions so that you could share your experiences with my audience about your program. Yeah. So, um, I just wanted to know, how did you first hear about the Overseas Youth English Teaching Volunteer Program? And what made you decide to participate? Um, so I first heard about this program from my friend Claire. She was my team lead in Sisao for a year and then we grew really close and then uh, last year we had a summer retreat and she just got back and I asked her like how was it and she told me how fun it was and how she loved like teaching the kids and um, I like asked her how to register and she told me all the steps and then I registered and then I got into the program and here I am. <laughs> oh, good, good. I'm glad you applied because yeah. sounds like you had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Great, great. So could you share with us some of your most memorable experiences while teaching English in the rural areas of Taiwan? Because you went to Miaoli, right? Right, yeah, okay. I went to Miaoli. What was so the it was school? a little rural. Rural. Uh, rural. <laughs> okay, what was the school called? Um, Wenzan Guoxia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, talk elementary. about it. So the kids were like, ranged from ages 9 to 12. And um, at first, we weren't sure about their English level. So we had we made PowerPoints in like Taipei during the tra training camp, and then after we figured out that they knew absolutely like close to nothing, we had to scrap all of our work and start from scratch. So that was a pretty memorable experience, like figuring out like doing our opener opening ceremony presentation in front of the kids and going over our classroom rules and what we should and should not do like 
Raise your hand when you have a question. Don't talk over your classmates. Ask to go to the bathroom. And they would all just stare at us with this blank face. And then we that's when we realized that like none of the PowerPoints that we made would work. Oh, so you guys have really high expectations. You, yeah. you, thought, you guys thought that they would know more English. Yeah. So it was like below your expectations, right. like what they knew. Yeah. Oh, I see. That, that was probably pretty memorable, I think. Like just having like the kids stare back at us blankly and it just hit us like, oh my God. What we prepared was completely wrong because it was kind of advanced, right? I mean, well, you mean in, intermediate? Like, yeah, like for us, it seemed a little beginner, obviously, because right. we're native speakers. But um, I didn't realize like how low their English level was. I see. Until I, see. I saw it with like their faces with my own eyes, I was like, "Oh my goodness! Wow, like, this is." bad <laughs> I see I see so what were the challenges that you faced during the program and how did you overcome them well that was one challenge right and then oh wait I wasn't done oh okay <laughs> go on I'm sorry I'm sorry it's okay um memorable experiences was just like bonding with the kids you know like talking and like having conversations with them and then um Obviously, since they didn't know a lot of English, we'd speak to them in like Chinese, Mandarin, and stuff like that. And I feel like my Chinese level over the past two weeks has actually grown a lot more than their English level now when I think about it. Oh, that's great, because <laughs> I used to teach and I feel like they were teaching me Chinese. Yeah. And I know I'm supposed to be teaching them English, right. but I felt like over the years, my Mandarin level, you know, became better. Right, yeah. yeah. I remember this one little girl, um, her name was Sophia. She's like 10 years old, right? And she came up to me and she was like, And I was like, yes, that is exactly what's happening. That's exactly what happened to me as well. It was yeah. so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the kids just really like talking to us. Like, right, right, stuff. right. Because you guys are very young and creative, open-minded. Yeah. So um, what were some of the specific teaching techniques or activities that you found particularly effective in engaging your students? Um, we started, like, at first we weren't so big of a fan of, like, the point-based system because we did that at the training program. They, like, did a point-based system. And sometimes the presenter wouldn't pick on us and it just made us feel really bad, so we wouldn't get points, and it just like lowered our motivation. Oh, I see. The day, mm -hmm. like she would walk on the other side and just keep picking like the same people. Um, oh, that's not fair. Yeah, it's really not fair. Um, she would like we would like raise our hands, and she would like walk by us, and she'll be like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to the other side of the, like I want to go far, far away." And she would like go to the other side of the room, and like all six of us would be like giggling. Because it was just a little annoying. And it happened every time. You know? I it see. It wasn't just like once. It was like every single time we raised our hands to try to participate and like engage in this PowerPoint, this presentation that this lady would get, or the teacher or the presenter or whoever it was, we would try to engage in their presentation and they just kept walking in the other direction. So, um, I mean, it was a miracle that we won like the fans. I see. Mm -hmm. For the, mm -hmm. the most points. Um, 
Right. But then we did realize that uh, giving points motivated the kids because I feel like the age different. Plus, we're just not like those presenters. Like we try to call on everybody that like. Right, 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 right. And then uh, they enjoyed that because then we told them, oh, like the person with the most points gets to pick the um, prize, gets first pick on the prize table on the last day, and uh, yeah, that just made them. Want to get more points? <laughs> awesome! That sounds like fun. That sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. And then um, we also played Kahoot, um, which okay. is like which is like a game where teachers make up questions. You do, um, they put it on the screen, and then you like answer questions through like the iPad, and then there's like a podium. So like first place, second place, third place, mm-hmm. and then we would give points to like first place, second place. Oh. They really like playing that game. That's um, good. That's good. I could tell that the, these are some of the creative yeah. techniques that you guys use. Right. Okay. So how did you bond with the students despite the potential language barriers or cultural differences? Because I know we're all Taiwanese in a way, you know, like you're Taiwanese. But I'm pretty sure there are some cultural barriers and language barriers. Yeah, there's definitely a huge language barrier because um, my Chinese is not very good and some of, like all of I feel like Vivi is the only one Vivi is a girl that I taught like she was my teaching partner and because her mom's a Chinese teacher so okay. I feel like out of all six of us I think her Chinese level was probably the strongest right right and then second probably is Nia mm-hmm. which is another one of the girls that I taught with okay um, but the language barrier yeah I remember kids would like say things or like try to like tell us a story and they talk really quickly, right? Because they're young. Right. They talk really fast. Um, they get really excited. So they expect you to like respond in a way. And I didn't understand anything they were saying mm-hmm. sometimes. Like sometimes the whole story was just a blur and I would just stare at them. I would be like, oh yeah. And I would like smile and be like, oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but that's why you guys have the teaching partners to help you out. Right. Like a teaching team. Yeah. So, um, but like some things that we bonded over, um, there, there were a group of girls in my class that were like obsessed with like Blackpink. So I, I have that common interest. So we kind of bonded oh, over that. Oh, okay. Okay. We would like dance, like I would like put on like dance videos and they would dance and then they would like, we would like all dance together or like we would like play music and like sing and dance right and right like that. that will kind of just merge and bond you guys because you yeah. have that common interest right. and and blackpink is super popular yeah i yeah. realized that yeah <laughs> and and it's, i think <laughs> you know people from all ages they're kind of obsessed with them yeah yeah okay so tell us about a heartwarming or funny moment in your experience with the students heartwarming I'm sure there are a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Tell me like the, the funniest and most heartwarming. I think heartwarming was probably like on the last day. Okay. Um, we were giving the green t-shirts, like our uniforms that we had to wear. It was like ugly green t-shirts that I had to wear. Um, we had the kids sign our t-shirts mm-hmm. as like for like special like keepsake. And then, uh, like this one little girl, Yuki, she's with, she's my favorite. And then she came up to me and she was like, "Oh, like teacher, 
like you can't forget about me okay and then i was like oh my god like that is so like of course i want to forget about you like you're so cute like like we spend so much time together and then right right. yeah that was definitely really heartwarming yeah yeah it's the same i feel the same way because um, when I used to teach, um, we formed this bond with the students. And then I know we've only taught them for a semester or a year or whatever, but we just, you know, connected. And then sometimes that kind of relationship lasts for years and years. And I've known them, like, counting from, let's say, 2015 until now. That's, like, a good a seven, eight. Yeah, and it's we like still keep... almost 10 years. Exactly. We still keep in touch. So that's one of the best things about teaching because you form these connections with your students and yeah. they are kind of rare to come by you know right 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 and then funny mm-hmm. um let me think maybe well obviously there are a lot of funny moments but um oh oh i remember like on the last day too the the there was this one kid he came up he's like one of the older teenage boys right he came up to me and he was like Oh, teacher, like, why not just stay here? Like, don't go back to, like, the States. Like, just, like, stay here and teach. And he was trying to convince, like, me and Caitlin to, like, stay here and teach. Uh And he started talking about, like, how the salary was, like, Oh, my God. And he was like, that's $1,000 per month. Like, why don't you just stay here and, like, teach here? Because, like, you guys love it, right? Like, just, like, stay here, you know? Um, But that's cute. Yeah, he was like, and then Caitlin was like, oh, no, but we have to go to college. Like, well, meow, biela. And then he was like, ah, beyond biela. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, yeah, man. He's a funny kid. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, um, this is, um, I, I just wanted to ask you, in what ways has this volunteering experience impacted your perspective on teaching and education? Teaching and education. Well, yeah. I had a lot of fun, right. obviously, but... It's a lot of work. And it is. I've definitely earned a lot of respect. Like for teachers. Like I have a lot of respect for teachers now, definitely. Right. Right. Um, I remember some days since we had to scrap all of our PowerPoints, right, that we made at training camp, um, it was very, very difficult to like come up with something new, to like make up all of this new stuff with such a short amount of time. And I remember some days we would like go in, we would go in with like nothing like at eight o'clock we would like walk into school and we'd be like what are we doing today and none of us would have any idea but then at like 8 20 someone would like come up with something and then we would build upon that and then we just that's and then i remember sometimes in the beginning of class um we would put on you know some video for them to watch and we would quickly make like powerpoints like while they're watching the video right 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 like we would like whip up something right right i mean as a teacher especially you know elementary school you have to be creative because right. they'll lose interest fast exactly. and I, I know that firsthand because it's a lot of prep work and then also there's a grading and then they come to you for for you know advice and right. then enrichment and all that it's it's a lot it's definitely a lot of work yeah it is a lot of work so um yeah like some days we just have no idea what we we're doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like uh and especially like during the afternoon since there's like a chunk of time like after lunch we just don't know what to do we have nothing planned because everything just a lot of things don't take as much time as we thought they would Mm -hmm. 
Um, so in the afternoon, they're just all free, right? And we have no idea what to do. And the kids after lunch, they get really, really hyper. They don't want to sit in class. They don't want to listen. Mm-hmm. So usually we just take them up to the gym and just like run around and play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they'll learn something from, you know, sports. Right. Um, we played a, um, we did try to like play like American and like, like do like a cultural kind of lesson through like games so right we, right we introduced them to like duck duck goose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um freeze tag mm-hmm. they really like playing tag right they love that game um and we played a game called splat um it's like you like go like you like shoot someone uh-huh. and the two people standing next to the person have to like splat the other person okay it's very complicated to like to explain. explain. But that's but cool because they're understanding what American kids play because right. it's very different from yeah, Taiwan. Yeah, so I think they enjoyed it. Um, I think Duck Duck Goose is a right. pretty good. Yeah, hit. <laughs> I'm so glad I enjoyed your teaching, and it's good to have all these like team teachers right. alongside to help I you. I think without, I think if I had anybody else, I don't think I could have like, done it. Yeah, this it was, was like, like a, a good, good group. Yeah. yeah, it was a good group. So I'm very, very grateful. Right, right. So speaking of this topic, um, while you're talking about that, how did you interact with the other volunteers? Um, well, you just said that it was a good group, and, and do you think you guys can be long-lasting friends after? Yeah, of course. Um, I don't really have like a lot of friends that are like from Taiwan. Right, right. It's such a small country, and mm-hmm. most people who are Taiwanese just live in Taiwan. Not mm-hmm. a lot of them go to the states to like live and grow up so i think it was really nice to, like meet people from the same background as me and then exactly now i have like friends where like if th- we're all in taiwan we could like go hang out you know that's like, true I have taiwan friends now that's <laughs> right and yeah. one of them she's from new york yeah, that's, that's good that's yeah. good that is Caitlin's great from new york. Yeah. she's very sweet i mm-hmm, love her mm-hmm. So how do you think this experience will influence your future goals or career aspirations? Well, I definitely learned that like teaching's not the right career for Right, me. right. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it is a, a lot, lot of me. work. I've taught I mean, for over a decade and I know it's it's been it's been fun. It's been a lot of work and I've learned a lot. I've made really good relationships with teachers, students, a lot of people that I've crossed paths with, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely not a walk in the park. It's really not. I remember there were like some days where we would do a whole like lesson throughout the day and uh, we're like running around like telling the kids to like settle down, right? Because they're really hyped, they get really excited. And one day we were doing um, a night lesson with like the moon and we taught them about the phases of the moon and then we pulled out like Oreos and we let them cut Oreos using the filling and the cookie, cut the moon using the the filling and the cooking Mm -hmm. cookie Mm -hmm. of the Oreo and they would create the phases of the moon and then uh, after eating the Oreos, they're like sugar high, you know, they're like really, really hyper, they're running around and then um, after that, we had no idea, like we had nothing planned after that. So I asked my teaching partner, Tess, and I was like, oh, like, what do we do now? Like, now what? Like, they finished the Oreos. Like, what do we do now? And then we were just like, let's just get them to like settle down. And then we like created a quick little word search 
for them to do. Oh wait, mm-hmm. no, it was a it was a crossword. Nia Nia made a crossword, and then we had them create the crossword. And by that time, they had lunch, right? And it was a pretty long morning. So after we finished lunch, we went back into the room, and we all just like passed out <laughs> in the classroom. Like all of us were like right. dead asleep. Um, and. It's yeah, tired. It's really tired. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I picked you up. You looked like you were about to pass out. <laughs> you looked wiped out. Literally. I definitely think the second week was a lot harder than the first week. Right. I think it's because the kids got comfortable. They kind of like broke out of their little shell. They're like, oh, like these teachers like like having fun with us. Like let's have <laughs> fun. And then they just like scream and like jump around and run around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I think if it went on for two, three weeks, it would have been too long. Too long. I think, I think two weeks was a good um, amount. I used to think that it was too short. When my mom first told me, like, "Oh, you have one week in training and two weeks to teach," I was like, two weeks to teach? Like, that's nothing," you know. But honestly, I feel like if it was three weeks teaching, I would have lost my mind. Right. <laughs> like, right. Well, think of it as like an intensive cultural. Immersion summer program. Yeah. Just come and have fun for two weeks, and you're going home. Yeah, yeah. we did have a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, definitely had a lot more fun in Miaoli than in Taipei, okay. which sounds kind of weird. Right. Well, that was just like a training program for a week. Yeah. <laughs> so, what advice would you give other teens who might be interested in participating in this similar volunteering program? Oh, definitely don't have too much like expectations for the kids. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, that that's a big one. Right. We all thought that they would be able to like read and like form sentences, like some so, kind of basic English level. Because that's what um, that's what the teacher told us. Like the teacher who was supervising us. Told us that she was like, oh yeah, like the kids have some sort of basic English level they've been learning for like a year or two, and we just thought like, oh, like they probably know what like certain vocab is, and they did like they knew what dog and cat and rabbit, very were, basic, right, and like the colors, like right. red, yellow, orange, and like apple, pear, strawberry, like they did know like basic. Vocab, but it's not like everyday conversation. Like they don't understand what like oh like let's go play outside. Like they would look at you and be like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So uh, definitely don't have too high of expectations. Plan a lot of activities. True. That's another one. True. Because um, your kids. Yeah, their kids. Their attention span is very 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 short mm-hmm. um so if you're not doing something hands-on or something that they have to do by themselves yeah hands-on is very important yeah. that's a key word yeah because they, they're not gonna just sit there and then you know they right. don't, first of all they don't understand english that well right so like sometimes i remember like some kids would actually participate right they would sit there and actually be engaged but some kids would just sit there and like stare like and i don't even know if they understand they don't they, they don't probably don't they don't and that's what's really really scary like being right. like a volunteer teacher like yeah they would just, i feel like the kids that would just sit there and say nothing even more scary than the ones that would like call out you know right the ones that would call out i was like oh like you know like how to say for lunch i eat chicken like right, <laughs> right, right. like i know that you know how to say that that's great like you understand what i'm saying but there are some kids who just like s- 
sat there and said nothing. Right. Just spacing out. Yeah. And they would like stare at me blankly. I would be like, "It's not what I jung some mama," and they would just like stare at me blankly. Like I would say it in Chinese, and they would still stare at me blankly. That's what happened to me too. Um, so yeah, that that was kind of terrifying for me. Right, right. Um, and then uh, definitely communicate with your team members. Yes, yes. They were they were like great help yeah. to you. Um, I think if. There's like one hole in the team; it just crashes down. Like, yeah, I'm very glad yeah. you had this group because right, you guys had too. all these, you know, emotional connection right. and everything. I'm really glad. And, and they were very helpful. And you guys, you know, became friends. Yeah, good friends. Yeah, good friends. And they're all really, really nice people. I think everybody there was like really, really nice yeah. too. Yeah. Although I didn't like talk to a lot of people. Um, like a lot of the volunteers, I didn't talk to, but they all seem like really, really helpful nice, and nice people. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. like actually, although they might be forced by their parents, they did want to. I think they really did want to make like an experience out of I'm this sure. program. I'm sure. So, yeah. Well, thanks, Lena, for coming on to the show and sharing your experiences with us. It's um, it's a really good story that you told us, and I'm very glad you did the program. It's um, very good to give back to community, and you learned a lot. So I'm so proud of you. I know I said that before. I'll say it again. Very proud of you, and you did good. Thank you. Um, I had a lot of fun on the show. Um, hopefully, I could do something like this again uh, with the podcast and the program because I had a lot of fun yeah yeah definitely I would love to have you back and it's really fun to share experiences from your generation and talk to the audience and then give us your thoughts and opinions about what's trending what you guys hate like love whatnot. you know what I'm saying yeah well that's it for now bye Bye, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you found this episode captivating. If you did, don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. Until next time, take care and stay curious. Bye, guys.